Welcome back to the Prolific Author Podcast. I want to ask you a question. Are you somebody who, when you're writing your stories, tries to use action to keep the reader's attention? You may be doing this and you don't even know it, but I'm going to tell you what it is, how to recognize it, why you definitely should not do it, and how to fix it. Okay? Stay tuned. Welcome to the Prolific Author Podcast. Let's face it, readers read fiction to feel emotion and be transported and transformed. In this ongoing digital revolution, where online marketing is always in flux, the only way to create a sustainable author business and live off your royalties is to write transformational stories, market at every stage of the author journey, and cultivate a loyal audience of readers. Fortunately, there's never been more opportunity to make a living as a fiction author. Hi, I'm Liesl Hill, USA Today best-selling author and story clarity coach. When I'm not dictating my own stories about dragons, serial killers, and dystopian worlds, I help other authors write their own transformational fiction, position them as bestsellers, and market them like pros. Join me on the podcast where I give writing tips, marketing how-tos, story advice, and interviews with other authors who are in the trenches just like you and making it work. We are prolific authors. All right, before we jump into today's topic, I just wanted to say that I've been a little bit absent lately because I had to move. I'm finally in my new place, and, uh, you know, moving's never terribly fun, but um, the we're getting there. You know, the essentials are unpacked. The garage, unfortunately, is still a black hole of boxes, but we are slowly but steadily getting unpacked. Um, but that is why I haven't been around too much lately. Um, but I'm back, and I want to remind you about the Heart of Your Story boot camp that's coming up August 22nd through 26th. Um, it's going to be a really fun boot camp. I'm going to teach you exactly how to find the heart of your story, the theme, and we're going to talk about a lot of really fun things that will really help you up-level both your craft and your business, okay? We're going to talk about how to take any little tidbits you have for your story or your character, even if they're just little tiny details, and turn them into really powerful character arcs. We're going to talk about crowdsourcing creativity. You may not know what that is, but you're going to have to come to the boot camp in order to find out. And we are also going to talk about how to use the internal to market, which is actually a much more powerful way of marketing than just using the plot, okay? So if any of that sounds like it could help you in your author business, then make sure and sign up for the Heart of Your Story Bootcamp. You can do that at bit.ly forward slash story heart. And make sure to capitalize both the S and the H of story heart because uh, Bitly is a little bit uppity about that. If you don't capitalize them, it may give you an error page. So once again, that's bit.ly forward slash story heart. Now, just a word to anyone who might have already signed up for the bootcamp. I ended up having to change the times that I'm going to go live. You know, this is just <laughs> the way the universe works, you know. As soon as you nail down when you're going to do a live and uh, actually schedule it, then the universe comes in and goes, oh, you think so, do you? Yeah, we'll just see about that. So um, just my availability changed. Um, unfortunately, there's not really much I can do about it. So instead of doing it in the morning, as I was originally planning and have done in the past, I'm going to do it at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time or Mountain Daylight Time. Um, so it'll be 6 p.m. Mountain Daylight Time. That's 5 p.m. Pacific and 8 p.m. Eastern. So I'm actually hoping that more people will be able to attend live because it's in the evening. Uh, in the past, I've had to do it in the morning because I didn't have availability in the evening, but that's kind of flip-flopping at least for that week. So anyway, if you have already signed up for the boot camp, and especially if you have a calendar event for those lives, just make sure and change it to 6 p.m. Mountain Daylight Time. And of course, if you uh, can't attend live for any reason, I will send the replays to everyone, but only to the people who sign up for the boot camp. So make sure once again and sign up 
up for that if you are going to need the replays um, and want to you know get reminders and you know might be some special things that I send only through the email uh, so do that once again at bit.ly forward slash uh, story heart all right so let's jump in to today's topic I asked if you are someone who uses action to catch the reader's attention. Now, let me give you some little scenarios here and you can just ask yourself if any of these apply to you. Do you sometimes use empty action in a scene in order to capture the reader's attention? Have, you know, your character do something really random that doesn't really mean anything, you know, punch a wall or suddenly freak out or jump up and down um, just to make sure that you've got the reader's attention. Have you ever done that? As you're riding along, do you suddenly put in a plot twist somewhere, not because the story really needs it, but because you just know you need something there to keep from being boring? As you're writing your story, do you write, tweak, rewrite, but never actually show your story to anyone or publish it? You're just not feeling like you're ready yet? Kind of paralyzed when it comes to that? Do you shy away from scenes that are emotional but not very action-heavy? Do you shy away from story nuances in favor of more action? Do you shy away from story templates because you're afraid that, you know, they might make things a little too formulaic or too boring? Is your character's internal transformation kind of an afterthought because, you know, you, you want to put it in there and you know it's important, but you've got to keep the reader's attention. So it kind of becomes a little bit backburnered. If that applies to you on any level or you've ever done that before, then guess what? You are somebody who uses action to keep the reader's attention. Now, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I'm here to tell you it's really not a good thing. The whole idea that it is action that keeps the reader's attention is actually a major misconception, okay? And we can prove this because of action movies and B-movies, right? There are plenty of movies out there that is just nothing but action. I'm thinking Jean-Claude Van Damme, okay? It is nothing but kick, punch, hit, you know, violence, fist fight. I mean, it goes on and on and on, but they are some of the most boring movies out there. And we, you know, what is a B-movie? We consider it a B-movie when it's not actually all that interesting, when it doesn't actually have that much of a plot, right? When it's kind of the uh, shock tactics that are front and center, okay? So it's action, it's explosions, it's CGI. We actually call those B-movies because there isn't any emotion or any story craft in them, okay? So action, while it can be good, don't get me wrong, and it has its place, is not what actually hooks the reader, okay? So you need to move away from that mindset that you need to have constant action, constant twists and turns, you know, constant shocking moments in order to hook the reader. Those things are all good, like I said, and they have their place, but that is not what actually hooks the reader. Those are just happy bonuses for readers. So the next question is then, what actually hooks the reader? The answer, my friend, is emotion. You can literally have a scene where someone is staring at the wall doing nothing, but if you can pack their thoughts and their internal dialogue with heightened emotion, that will be a fascinating scene, okay? On the flip side, as I've already said, you can have a scene that is full of action, where it's an actual fight, really high action, you know, violence or um, two people physically really going at each other, and it can be boring because if you don't bring emotion into it, the reader has nothing to latch onto. You have to remember that your readers, they're not action freaks, they're human beings. And human beings are always drawn toward emotion, okay? Emotion pulls us in like gravity. And so it is always the emotion that you must lead with and that you must permeate your story with if you want to hook your readers. If you can learn how to efficiently communicate emotion in any situation, in any scene of your story, your story will never be boring. And it's not something that you ever have to worry about. Because what we're really doing when 
we're relying on action is that we're afraid that our story is going to be boring and that we're going to lose the reader. So we throw in more and more and more action, more crazy plot twists in order to try to keep them there. And sometimes that can work on a very low level. You know, it might catch their attention, but especially if what you're doing doesn't really attach to the story, if it really doesn't have anything to do with the, you know, the theme or the story you're trying to tell, then you're just going to lose them in the long run anyway. You know, they're going to be like, okay, that was a weird plot twist. Why did they do that? And that's not helpful to you in retaining readers, right? So let's look back at those behaviors that I talked about at the beginning and just sort of apply the idea of putting an emotion to them. Okay, so using empty action to catch attention. If you use emotion instead of action, it will capture the attention way more efficiently. Okay, I have no idea what the, you know, actual statistic is on that, but I would say 20, 30 times more likely to capture attention if you use emotion than if you use action, okay? Jumping all over the place with plot twists in order to keep their attention. You don't have to do that. You shouldn't have plot twists just for the sake of plot twists. You should have plot twists that serve your story, push the narrative forward, and really help convey your theme, okay? And the theme is always going to be rooted in emotion. This is what I'm going to teach you in the upcoming boot camp in August, is how to figure out what the true, I say the heart of your story, but it's the emotion of your story. It's the theme is always rooted in the emotion the character is feeling and in that transformation, okay? If you can figure out what this is, you won't have to do random plot twists all the time because everything will be, um, you know, kind of feeding in to that theme and that emotion and what does happen in the plot twist will automatically spring from that. Okay, so I'm not saying you can't have plot twists. I am majorly in favor of plot twists, but they need to be related to what you have already planned out in the story. Okay, having a plot twist just for the sake of the plot plot twist is no different than having action just for the sake of action, okay? So put in emotion and then you don't have to force yourself to do more plot twists in order to keep the reader's attention because they will already be captured by the emotion you're putting in in the story. I can tell you too that once you learn how to do this and start doing it, you will have a lot more confidence in your story. You won't be afraid of being boring anymore. And so you won't be afraid of not publishing, not showing it to someone. You know, learning how to do something is really how you gain confidence in it. And that's not to say that you're going to be perfect all the time. None of us are. And that's why we have beta readers and editors and critiquers and all of that to, you know, kind of catch the things that we don't catch. But you won't have this fear of showing it to anyone anymore because once you learn to put the emotion in the story, you will feel it. You will know for yourself that your story is good, maybe needs some tweaking, some cleaning up, that sort of thing, but you'll know that it's not boring because it's not just action and you're not just struggling to hook your reader. You're going to put the emotion in there and you're going to know that you're going to, that your reader will respond to that. Okay, I also mentioned shying away from emotion and story nuances. Again, you, if you're putting emotion in, you're not shying away from it, right? The reason people shy away from story nuances or talking about something that isn't high action is because, again, they think they're going to lose their reader. They think it's going to be boring. But if you're putting the emotion in, then you won't shy away from that. You'll be looking forward to writing a scene that is based in emotion. And so it doesn't matter if there's tons of high action, right? It's still going to be a well-written and gripping scene for the reader. Um, I also asked about shying away from templates. So here's the thing. Most people talk about templates and say, I don't like to use a template because it makes the story boring. It makes it formulaic. Um, you know, all stories are going to be the same, that sort of thing. And I've talked about this before, probably on the podcast. I know I've done TikToks on it. Um, 
here's the thing. You, you want the story to be somewhat formulaic. I know that sounds counterintuitive, but all humans absorb story in exactly the same way. So even if you're just thinking of it in a very simple way, like um, increasing tension, right? We all know that you have to start the story and then increase tension throughout until you hit the climactic moment, okay? Even just doing that, that's a story template, okay? And the reason we do it is because all humans absorb story that way. So there is nothing wrong with using story templates, okay? And I think you need to use them the right way. Uh, I wouldn't plan your story with them because that would be planning from the outside in rather than the inside out. And you need to plan from the inside out in order to really have a cohesive story. But templates in and of themselves are not a bad thing. I've said this before, but I could give 100 writers an outline for a book, you know? So they're all writing a book that has the same characters, the same basic plot events, and every single one of those authors would write a different book. Now, how do you keep that from being formulaic? The answer is, well, there's really two answers. One is in the details, right? God is in the details, and everyone's going to have different details, and the more detailed and nuanced you make your story, the more it's going to differentiate it from others. But the other answer is in the emotion. So if you have people using the same template and writing the exact same, not the same story, but, you know, the same characters and the same plot events, who is going to write the best story there? It's going to be the person who has the most emotion, who conveys it the most efficiently, and has the, the most depth of emotion. That is going to be by far the best story. And it has nothing to do with the template. It has to do with the author conveying emotion. Okay, so you see what I mean. This is why you shouldn't use action. You should always use emotion. Okay, so the next question you're probably wondering is how do we convey that emotion? Uh, so, you know, a lot of people think they know how. <laughs> and it does take some skill to learn, you know, kind of the right way to do it without being too heavy handed, but also getting enough, enough depth in there. That is the art of writing, right? It is the craft. And it's not something that can be easily defined in a single umbrella term. But here's the thing. Just because you're writing a story from a place of emotion, just because you're constantly conveying emotion throughout the story, doesn't mean you have to be really heavy-handed about it. Okay, so you don't need to do the Ross thing and be like, sometimes I feel, you know, you, you really, it doesn't have to be that. It can be if you want it to be. But really, we're talking not so much about surface emotions, we're talking about motivations, okay? Everything that happens in the story revolves around the character motivations. And those motivations, whether it is a man or a woman, whether it is a really emotional person or a really stoic person, it always comes from emotion. Okay, so even if you're one of the, even if you're a, a, a guy writer who writes, you know, guy characters like, like Jack Reacher, okay, you're not going to be super heavy on the flowery emotion there. I, you know, we all understand that. For that genre, it's just that's not the way that it's written. But you still need to convey your character's motivations in some way. So what I'm going to say here is that you can convey them in terms of feelings or just in terms of thoughts and motivations, okay? But the point is we need the logic from the character. And as long as you're doing that, there will be em enough emotion in the story to hook the reader. So let me give you an example. I think I've used this before um, as an example in various teachings, but it's the very beginning of a high fantasy series that I like that's that's pretty old. It's about 20 years old. And it starts out with a man, the main character, looking at a plant, okay? It is not a high action scene. <laughs> he is literally looking at this plant in the forest, staring at it. And he says some kind of interesting things. He says he recognized the plant. It's the one he'd been looking for for several days. And he had seen it about a week before in his own home, in his own kitchen, and he just couldn't figure out how it got there. Okay, that is the crux of the opening scene of that book. Now, not once did the author say, Richard felt confused because, you know, he didn't go into these really 
high flowery emotions. But we understood that he was looking at this plant. That is the action, is him staring at and contemplating this plant, okay? It's not high action. He's not punching anybody. It's just what he's doing. And we have his internal dialogue. And we have a little bit of intrigue, right? We don't know what's going on here, but there's a little bit of a mystery. And he clearly felt compelled enough to search for this thing for days. And so the fact that it was in his kitchen and he's confused by that, that is enough of a mystery for him that it becomes a mystery for the reader and an intrigue. So we have his motivations. We, we automatically assume that there is some emotion behind that, enough to spur him to action. Okay, guys, that's enough. You don't have to do these really obvious emotional sentences, right? It doesn't have to be that way. The character doesn't have to express really flowery emotions. We just need to know what their motivations are and get some internal dialogue from them. And that is the same thing as conveying emotion. You have to understand that, okay? So let's recap. In order to keep from using action to make your story interesting, shift instead to using emotion, okay? The best thing that you can do is if you think there's a part that's a little bit dry and boring, or if you are critiquing it through a group and they say that it lost their interest a little bit in one part or one scene or whatever the case may be, go back and look through that scene and figure out how you can convey emotion there. And a lot of the times that's just through the character's internal dialogue. Now, of course, it can be outward, and it should be something they're expressing outwardly as often as possible because that's stronger. But if it's a scene where that's not possible because there's not anyone else in the scene, for example, just have the internal di dialogue. Talk about what the character's thinking about, what they're worried about, um, what they're doing and why. You know, what are their motivations in the scene? That sort of thing. That is so often what authors leave out. It makes their books read as vague, um, non-detailed, non-nuanced, and quite frankly, non-interesting. So always use emotion, default to that rather than action to make your book more interesting and learn how to convey it in different ways. That just takes experience. So you need that 10,000 hours of writing to become an expert writer. Just get on that, okay? All right, well, I hope this was helpful for you today. If you have any questions about uh, using emotion instead of action to hook your reader, feel free to contact me and send in questions. You never know, I might even do a whole podcast on it. All right, don't forget to sign up for the boot camp and have a wonderful week of writing. See you next time. Me again. Before you go, if you found value in this episode, I would love it if you could leave me a review. Reviews are the best way to show your appreciation and help others find this podcast. Be sure to screenshot it, share it on your favorite social media network, and tag me at LK Hill Books. Remember, the world needs your stories. Only you can change someone's heart with your fire-breathing dragons, your mind-blowing mysteries, your epic romances, and your intense thrillers. So join the revolution and be a prolific author.